Leading off with a big story of the day. Here's the drive. Okay, so we have confirmation from Mike Bliss. Hi, Rachel. You hanging out for a little bit? Good to see you. As as always, Matt Smith is here. KJ is here. Get her some cans. Get, Get the good ones. Those are the best ones, by the way. Yeah. Nothing, but nothing but the best for Miss, Miss V Hill, that's for sure. Hey, you know what I was thinking? What is going on with our building, by the way? Did you see yeah, that? some power surging the going on. We got a lot. We're juicing crazy. a lot of power here. Yeah. What is going on? Just a little activity in the Should grid. Should be concerned about? Uh, I think we'll be all right. I'd imagine everything's on backup Should here. They'd be checking bookshelves and to see if there's messages from Matthew McConaughey. Oh, oh like uh, what is that? What's that movie with Dennis Quaid with the signaling where he's talking to himself in the past or something? <laughs> you know, frequency. That's what it is. Frequency. Um, today stunk. I don't know how else to put it. So Mike Kliss uh, is saying what, KJ? What are you seeing there with Mike Kliss? Uh, so he was just confirming what Ian Rappaport said. He's basically going to be out uh, several weeks. Jerry Judy, that is. Jerry Judy, yes. Um, and he is highly questionable for week one, which, you know, we, we pretty much all suspected. Yeah, several yeah, so weeks. He probably won't play. Several weeks is a weird, like, what does that mean? Two weeks, three weeks, four weeks, five weeks, you know. that's Several weeks. We'll see how it is. So let's go through it, guys. You lose KJ. I forgot about KJ Hamler. but uh, When did Russ tear his hammy? When did Russ have that Russ? Partial? Yeah, because then Rippon started a few games, right? Was that before the Jets game? I thought it was. Because Russ had the partially torn hamstring, and if that's what it is, he only missed a few games too. And then, then wasn't that where he flew out to that was California? Shoulder, that was a shoulder? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, where he had the stem cells, right? Yeah. Because yeah. he only missed a few weeks, I think, from that. So Judy might be okay. Oh, man. Uh, okay. That, that is. We like the positivity. I do, yeah. like, I do like the optimism. But just to recap, if you didn't see it today or hadn't heard about it, it's they went right from all their warm-ups right into, here we go, you know, 11-on-11, 11 11, team practice, let's go. So it wasn't the typical sort of warm-up they normally would have, but, but okay, I mean, you're ready to play football, here we go. And it's not like you don't run around in one-on-ones and seven-on-seven, of course you do. So it's just an end around to, to Jerry Judy, a play that they've worked a million times in training camp that looked like that was going to be, you know, just a regular play for them in the season. So nothing extraordinary. And in non-contact, Judy runs around the end, maybe picked up, I don't know, four or five yards range, mm-hmm. something like that. Like four. And then he just pulls up. And his momentum sort of takes him on slightly onto the berm. But it's not like he pulled his hamstring like running up the hill. It wasn't anything like that. It had obviously tightened up on him as he was going out of bounds. He's there, and he's holding his right hamstring and trainers have to come over. He doesn't go down on the ground. He just stands up, but he has to be, first of all, just held up while they get the cart, and then he's put onto the cart by the trainers, and it was only like 10 feet away, and he needed significant help just to get to the cart, then off into the, you know, off into the locker room, and, and that's it for Jerry. And Judy. all his teammates come over, we're patting him on the back. Like, it mm. wasn't just one of those, like, oh, you're going to be okay. Like, sometimes you see with players, like, everyone, it seemed like, came over. I think that's a fair, but half the team's on the other field. Yeah. Half the team, and they got in a fight. The one little fight that happened today actually one happened. Fight, your mom got scared? It happened while Jerry Judy was being attended to. So I, I'm trying to give you the sense of kind of, like, like kind of weird chaos going on over the place. I mean, it's it's a lot of people. They didn't stop the drills either. Mm-mm. They kept going on. It's not like everybody stopped, 
you know, and just like, what's wrong with Jerry Judy? Uh-uh. Because he was off to off the field anyway, so it wasn't like in the middle of the field. So Russ tore the ham, or partially tore that hammy, week six against the Chargers. Remember, then they had to hold him out against the Jets. He wanted to play, but we think that decision came from the top. Then they went to London the next week, and he did end up playing. So he only missed one week, but of course... He's got Wolverine, bud. So the question is, does Jerry Judy have the same? I, I don't mm. know. I don't know. But let's go through. Probably not. I, I, real quick. I don't know if it's Wolverine blood or what. But yeah, I, Russ. <laughs> <laughs> Guy's killing it over here all week, folks. KJ Hamler, heart issue. Mm. Tim Patrick, Achilles. Yep. Mm-hmm. Jalen Virgil, meniscus. Jerry Judy, hamstring. Not even mentioning Brandon Johnson because he's back, but at least he's back right now. Dealing with that ankle. So that's one, two, three, four, five receivers, one of them back, so that's good. But you're down to start the season, guys? Four receivers? Now, what Jalen Virgil is going to add, I'm not quite sure. But in Tim Patrick, K.J. Hamler, and Jerry Judy, if you're just looking at this thing back in April, May, like we're just thinking about what we got going on here this year, how about to start last season? That was three of their top four receivers. Do you guys think this is just where are we karma wise here? Are we snake bit Ooh, or Mercury retrograde started yesterday? <laughs> <laughs> is this just is this just bad luck? Who are the twenty twenty three Broncos? I think it's just bad luck. I mean, this could happen at any position, and it sucks that it continues to happen at wide receiver because everyone's like, oh, we want to find that really top wide receiver to see that connection with Russ and Jerry Judy is supposed to be it. Injuries happen all the time in football, you guys. It's just bad luck. Yeah, some guys, I think, hold up better than others. And if we look at the track record dating back to 2020, Judy's had injury issues since he was a rookie. Patrick has been banged up throughout his time and obviously the last two seasons. We all know the story with Cortland Sutton. So right now you're in a position where you have the most money in the in the NFL committed to that wide receiver room, and you also have three guys who are extremely injury-prone. And so, again, to go out and want to bring in a Jonathan Taylor who also is injury-prone and is also coming off of major injuries, you might want to stop investing in guys who have a severe injury history. You just, I mean, look at look at where, what, what can happen to you here. This is a great cautionary tale for Greg Penner, Sean Payton, and George Payton. By the way, didn't even stumble through those three. Mm. Through for those three, not to go out and double down and make so a huge think, move. You don't think it's snake bit or bad luck. You think it's it's a bad uh, development, bad structure. I just think you've got three guys, and unfortunately, they've got some injury tendencies. You know, whether it's training. I mean, think about this too. How many different years? I know they just got rid of Landau, but you're talking about different routines every year with different coaches, new systems, asking you to do different things. It's just it, there hasn't been a lot of symmetry in, as far as the messaging and the coaching either. So it's all been bad. I guess snake bit would imply you're doomed for failure, huh, if you're snake bit? Like you don't want to admit you're mm-hmm. snake bit. And that's kind of a weird karma thing anyways. You know, what is that all about? But I'm looking at things for the 2023 Broncos right now, and it's hard not to think that, that there is something weird going on. I mean, you've had two preseason games that have come down where you could have easily won them both, and you said you needed that sort of, some sort of that yeah. energy through it, but that doesn't work out. Then you have all these receivers issues. 
Um, you're you're really kind of fine at running back. It, it, it has struck me as kind of interesting how many people are sort of piling on about the, you know, let's go get Jonathan Taylor in the running back situation. I mean, Devontae Williams looks okay. Samaje Pirine is, you know, by his own words in training camp, not that special, but, you know, fine. And Jaleel McLaughlin looks to be, like, quite a good find. Meanwhile, there's nothing wrong with Tony Jones Jr. or um, Batty. I mean, these, look, these guys look all right. And you've got an offensive line that's set up way better to, to run block than pass block. It's the receiving stuff. And this is where the it's like the highest paid receiver room in the NFL. I got it with Russell Wilson, who makes a, a healthy chunk of change. So then it opens up the question. Yes. Where everyone's like, hey, go get this big name running back. Well, they're fine at running back. Do you go out and you get a big name wide receiver? You have to do it in the trade <laughs> well, market. Right. And now now who are you talking about? And that's when you get your list of, of wide receivers. It feels like they got to do something. Well, cut down day is coming. Cut down day is coming, August 29th. We're five days away, and there's going to be 800 NFL free agents that hit the market at the same time. So I'd imagine that over there, they're scouting other teams, and they're probably going to be paying pretty close attention to these final preseason games, right? Week three of the preseason. Look, how about this? It was way easier to rationalize the avalanche last year going down with injury after injury after injury because you're like, yeah, they just won a championship. Short offseason. Clearly, these guys have been partying all summer. They haven't been in the same shape. Look at what what all they had to do just to win the cup. You know, Gabe shouldn't have been playing. Look at Val had to be wheeled out of the arena on a cart. But it was easier to rationalize. This is tougher because Broncos have done anything. There's no reason why you should be this banged up other than maybe you just have a few guys here where you've got enough of a track record now, unfortunately, that, hey, these guys just unfortunately, their bodies haven't held up. Part of me feels like, you know what, this team... This team needs to be stared, uh, torn down to the studs and rebuilt from scratch. And this is sort of the karma result. Thank you, KJ. The karma result of years of not doing it. Kind of free agent frenzy, big money guys all over the place. We want, we want to talk about big money guys. Bowles is a big money guy. Ben Powers is a big money guy. McGlinchey is a big money guy. The offensive line it had a terrible training camp, pass blocking wise. Then you go with your receivers, and, you know, the Jerry Judy's not one of your highest-priced receivers, but you have a lot of expectations, and Tim Patrick is out. And you look at Russell Wilson, you're like, okay, now what? Russ, what, what are we doing now? I see somebody on the uh, RamosLaw.com, ta- uh, RamosLaw.com text line. Classic quote, our running backs look okay, so why should we go after one of the best in the league? Well, that's what I said, so I'm laughing because fair enough point. But what exactly are you giving up now for John? I've already just told you how depleted they are because you've given up so many draft picks in the past few years or draft picks haven't worked out. But now you want to give up more draft picks? For what? Like, for, for what purpose this year? Haven't we all acknowledged that they lack the quality depth that a lot of these other elite NFL teams have, right? The second and third teams. How else do you expect to build that back? That's why I'm really not in the go-get-Jonathan-Taylor camp. KJ said this to me, and I want to give credit to him. Are you closer to a full rebuild or a contender here? <laughs> uh, are you closer to full a full rebuild? Full rebuild? They're not anywhere close to being a contender. Where do you think they are? I've been saying I think it's a six or seven win team mm-hmm. if they're lucky. Right. So what are we what what are we even talking about with Jonathan Taylor? 
What, what is a six I, or seven win know. team? Okay, all right. I'm not so here, sure. So let me acknowledge this for everybody out there that wants Taylor. All right. So you you think they're a six seven win win team this year? Do you project that next year they're going to be a whole lot better than where they're at right now? I don't know. It all falls on Russ's shoulders, and that sucks at the end of the day. But nobody knows what, he, but right what now, we're actually going to see right now. Oh no! I mean, okay. their offensive line is terrible. Their Great. defensive line isn't looking good either. Fantastic! How many games do you expect the Bears? Fantastic. Well, this is this is exactly super. This is awesome. like, great. This is proving my point. The Bears. How many games do you expect the Bears to win? Six, Six or seven. Great. But what about the year afterwards? Where do you project? Do you do you project upwards, or it's really questionable right now to trending downwards? The toss of a coin, right? Okay. How about you? Oh, I think the Bears are going way up. Okay, great. So that I realize makes... who you're asking, though. Yeah. Okay, that's fair, and you're absolutely KJ, right we'll to throw acknowledge you in it. This. KJ, how many wins the Bears this year? I give them seven max. Upward trajectory for 2024, or or negative trajectory. Upward. Okay, great. So that's a team with that type of a profile where you're younger, you are rebuilding, but you project to be in football's purgatory where you're not one of the worst teams in the league, but you're certainly far from one of the best teams, even a playoff team. That's a team in a position where you go out and say, okay, Jonathan Taylor's 24. I can rationalize spending that type of big money and those assets because, A, I already have a lot of assets that I've already stockpiled, right? And, B, I got a young team with a lot of cap space. I can go do that, no problem. For the Broncos, you're, like you said, and you said, KJ, closer to a contender or a rebuild? Definitely rebuild. Why would you go do it? It don't, doesn't make don't sense. Don't waste your time. It just doesn't make sense. Yeah, but time is the key question. And you didn't get Sean Payton and give up a first-round draft pick and pay him all this money because you wanted to take time to do things. It is another um, moment of let's get a quick fix. It's another moment of quick fix. Russ is a quick fix. Welcome to Rexham. Sean, well, <laughs> they're trying. They are trying. Yeah, but Super Paul Mullen didn't then just blow out his knee right in the middle of the field and when they when they first got him. Holly Palmer's stayed strong for the two seasons he's been there. Exactly. You want to go deep on Wrexham players? We could do that. We're, we just hit that's deep enough, That's my the max right yeah, there. Yeah. yeah, so the problem that the Broncos are having right now is the, it's just they it's just not clicking. It is not clicking. It was really surprising to hear VJ, VJ, building just blinked again. VJ, VJ's giving me a sign, mm-hmm. say how disappointed he was in the effort that they put out on the field to start yesterday. I mean, it's kind. Of, this is kind of a you got to be kidding me moment. Basics when, like knowledge of like, are you kidding me? We're talking about NFL players who are out there, and their your head or your defensive coordinator is disappointed. Disappointed by your energy and effort. We're talking about NFL players, professional athletes. And that's the kind of response you get. That was wild. When you think about the OTAs and mini camps and everything amping up, and they got a day inside on Tuesday so they would have that energy. How about that? How about that for some reflection? This is a team who must think that they're a lot better than they actually are. It feels like that, Rachel. It does feel like that. And the you know what? The defense may have felt like that because guess what they get to do every day? Beat up on the Broncos' offense. Mm-hmm. And the offense probably <laughs> felt a lot better because when did the offense start turning around? When Justin Simmons got hurt. Mm-hmm. And you didn't have Simmons or Sertan in practice. Everybody, hey, look at Russ. Yeah. Complete support. No, this is a really weird dynamic that the Broncos' defense, especially the first teamers, may have just felt, listen, we're good. 
look what we did in the first half of the two preseason games. Look what we've been doing in the Broncos offense. You know what? Hey, we're good. And then here comes the team and Sean McVay, holy cow. Eight, nine, ten Red Bull energy. I don't know. And, and maybe no Red Bulls. Maybe this is just, you know, maybe it is five lattes. Maybe it's no lattes. Maybe this is just the way the guy is. But, I mean, that dude is on fire. That guy does not. He is manic on the field. And my guess is the practice today is what the Rams wanted, and yesterday is what the Broncos wanted. And my guess is the reason why the Rams are just better fit to play football is because in training camp they've been playing more football, and they're, they're spending more time. You know, they have four quarterbacks. Not three quarterbacks, four quarterbacks. And I don't know if you guys picked up on it, but when there was time during training camp today where everybody was kind of off to the side and they were going special teams, the Rams went over to a side field and did basically like dummy plays for the defense and the offense, like on cards, like here we're getting ready for the game. Meanwhile, the Broncos just sort of sat around. And, you know, they got the net out there and they kind of casually throw a couple balls in the net. But really there was just a lot of standing around and at least the Rams were doing something. So, what do we have here? And I don't know how good the Rams are going to do, but you had a team that came out uninspired yesterday. They had better energy today, but it faded. You had a player, another receiver, get hurt. And you got Russell Wilson just throwing checkdowns here, there, and everywhere. And he's going to run more? Well, what do we all think is going to happen here? There's, well, there's, what do you guys yeah. think is going to happen based on Everything we've seen here for three weeks. They're going to win six or seven games, Max. The, you know, the problem is is you lose Patrick, you lose Judy, you have more injuries. That means more responsibilities on Russell Wilson's shoulders. And the whole goal of hiring Sean Payton and the whole point of this year was to take a lot of that off of his shoulders and surround him with more talent and with a better approach so that it didn't all have to be on his shoulders. When Sean Payton first got hired, he talked about taking Russ off the high dive. You tell me right now, if he's going to be on the high dive more with or without Judy. Clearly way more without Judy. I think we've already seen a de-evolution of what the offense is going to be in the last preseason game, but that meant Russ ran more. There were less targets to the wide receivers in general. But that's, I, I will say, I, I, I wouldn't take too much out of that. It was just one preseason game. You're not game planning for an opponent, so you would have done things probably a little bit differently had that been a regular season game. That part of it I'm not willing to judge, but I think you're right that if you can't get the passing game on track, look at what Russ is going to have to do. Here's what it means, though. And we've seen it already. We're going to see a lot more tight end action. Buckle up, yeah, everybody. Tight ends. Get ready yeah. to know them all. Well, I think Alberto now makes the team. Well, really? We'll yeah. I, I think, think that they're making him look real shiny for other people. Okay, fine. But you just lost a weapon. That's true. Okay. Greg Dulcich is a weapon, and so is Alberto. So you okay. make Alberto a receiver? That's kind what you want to do? Maybe. I See, mean, that's what I think they need to do with Dulcich. Is you to, need weapons. To supplant and, and to absorb a little bit of that loss that they've that they've incurred here in this receiver room. Dulcich, who, who is their third option? I mean, right now you can't even identify a second option clearly. But before this, who was their third option? There's no clear answer. So why not 
why not help absorb a little bit of what you're missing with Greg Dulcich, who does show some of that. You use him in that Kelsey-type role, and maybe you try and involve more of that in the I offense. I think you use Dulcich like that and Alberto like that. And that's a couple weeks, right? I, you're not going to be depending on Alberto to be blocking anybody. He is playing special teams, so there's there's another purpose to him, and he just has a skill set. Listen, if Judy is healthy, I might not feel this way, but I think you got to use Dulcich and you got to use Alberto. You've got to, you got, and I think you got to use Jaleel McLaughlin. I can't, I don't think you can be shy about it. So, guess what though? You got the right guy at the helm to do that. To, to be able to design an offense to absorb losses like this. Look at what Sean Payton did in New Orleans with Michael Thomas. He was in and out of the lineup every other week at that point later in his career. So, and they found a way to make it work. I think Sean Payton will find a way to make it work. But like you said, it's going to have to be, you're gaming this, right, to your advantage. Are we liking Sean Payton? I don't think he's – here's the problem. And the same thing for Broncos country, too. Yeah. Russell Wilson came and he was going to be the savior for this team. Sean Payton comes in, he's going to be the savior for this team. People better understand that he's not going to be the savior for this team this year. Hey, maybe in three years we could see something real special, but it is going to be a process. It's not an overnight transformation. Digging Sean Payton? Yeah, I like him. Yeah, I do. I, I like him a lot. I like the stuff, the flashes that we've seen. I think he's going to be able to adjust mid-game. I think he's going to be able to work the officials. He's definitely the best coach already, I can tell you confidently, head coach that they've had since Kubiak left. That There's no question. On the text line, um, do you think Sean Payton is starting to regret saying what he said about Hackett? Just think, if the Broncos only win five, then Sean Payton has just called himself the worst coach in the history of the NFL. <laughs> Those were tough comments, and I the guy apologized, in my opinion. He did apologize for him. That was a wacky way to start off training camp. Uh, yeah, I think he regrets saying it, because what better purpose does it really serve? What advantage does it give you or your team? I would venture none. I mean, those are things you can just simply say behind the scenes and have some fun with it, but you don't have to, you know, go tell Jared Bell of USA Today how you really feel. And we all know he, he didn't apologize for how he really feels. He just apologized for kind of coming out and saying it. I think Sean Payton is having some moments right now in that building of like, whoa. Oh, crap. Billy Turner was, Billy, <laughs> Billy Turner was right. Oh, I, kind of like, oh, wait a second here. I don't you know. know, because because it does seem the culture is, man, you cannot come out firing when a team comes to your house and, and you got better today. But it was unacceptable the day before after they did watch it on film. And now, and by by the way, Jerry Judy had a bad day yesterday. He did. He had a bad day yesterday. And now today, one of your most critical guys is down for at least a few weeks. And that feels like good news compared to what it could be. So we'll dig into your response. What you're thinking is training camp has wrapped up. 303-713-1043. And I don't care what happens. I really don't care what happens on Saturday. This game on Saturday, when it's supposed to be like 65 degrees and rainy all day, we're, we're in for a wild weather turn. What's your problem with 65 degrees and rain? That's not that's not bad. That's sloppy, field, sloppy field conditions, and you just don't want to take any risks on getting anybody injured whatsoever before the, the well, regular season. Well, guess what? Doesn't matter if it's on the playing field or the practice field. That's the risk of football. I got Let's it, go play. But we're done now. I got it. I agree with you. Okay. But we did it. They've ran 120 plays over the past two days. 
They just did football. They really did right. football. And not most of them aren't going to play anyway. So what, what are you saying? I, I'm saying I don't give a crap about what happens on the field on Saturday. I don't think it's very relevant to what they need to do. I think we got it. Today, we got it. Today was it. D-Mac, let me ask you this. Why does Sean Payton keep stepping in mud? I can answer that for you coming up next, KJ. It's a good question. This is The Drive on the Fan. It's The Drive on Denver Sports Station. 104.3 The Fan. Steve Matt Smith. Rachel's hanging out for a little bit. Always lovely to have you around. Thank you. KJ, you asked me a question. You want to put that, uh, put that to the floor again? Absolutely. Why does Sean Payton continuously step in the biggest puddle of mud that he can find around his house? Which was this one this time? What did he do this time? Well, I think it's 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 the idea that we can just pace ourselves into greatness. There's no pacing mm-hmm. yourself into greatness. Like what? Okay, let, let, let me re-explain it. Mm-hmm. So we just Take got two. done. We just got done with the analogy here a few minutes ago uh, in the last segment about how the Rams apparently are more conditioned, they're more ready, they show more intensity, but yet Sean Payton is going about it. He started off with the conditioning, but then it transitioned into we're pacing ourselves. We don't want to burn ourselves out too soon. And it's kind of like you got to keep the same messaging all the way through. If this is a bad team that needs to improve, then you continue to keep your foot down on them or your thumb in this case. Here's why. I'll I'll give you the reason why, in my opinion. And I think it's a, it's a fun, cool question. And I am not trying to be negative, Nancy, and I will give you a very positive spin in just a second if you allow me. <laughs> when you don't have pads on and things were flying around in OTAs and the minicamp, I am telling you, things look pretty good. I mean, Albert O was a star. Dulcich looked like the Flash. There were moments watching these OTAs, guys, and minicamp it was just like, here we go go. And I think it gave Sean Payne a false sense of the true depth of the team. Once they put pads on, holy guacamole. It just looked different because guys are just different. Not only do they play different, but you see their attitudes are different. Let me give you something good. Something to believe in. Talking to Joe Lombardi today, he had so many nice things to say about Jaleel McLaughlin. And one of the things that's been held against McLaughlin is how would he stand up in pass rush? And he was like, he talked he talked about like what it takes. And one of the things in pass rush, if you're a little guy, you got to want it. You got to be willing to step up and step into it. And with Jaleel McLaughlin, you got a guy. And I don't think Philip Lindsay was again stepping up. I think Phil was tough and all that. Yeah, Phil would stick his nose right in there. He would, yeah, yeah. he would, he would. But, you know, you're not, you're not that big. But the belief in Jaleel McLaughlin is off the charts. I'm giving you something good. But you don't really know that until you put pads on. They put the pads on, and this team, sadly, at many points during training camp, just turned things down. And holy cow, what a difference without Justin Simmons. The Broncos offense couldn't do a darn thing with him out there. I mean, it was ridiculous. You take him out of the mix, and all of a sudden, they are having their own problems. So, KJ, to answer your point, why does Sean Payton keep stepping in mud? Because he doesn't see that it was wet outside in the first place. You just couldn't tell. But guess what? You're six steps out of your house, and you left your umbrella inside. 
and your key's inside, too, and the door's locked. Ain't no getting out of it now. You just got to slug your way through it. Mm. That's how I'm seeing it. That being said, room for optimism. I can't think of a coach I would want in this position more than Sean Payton. Yeah, no, he can handle this. I am. Yeah. I am. I think we got the right guy. And like I said earlier, there's just going to be a lot of close games this year. So I don't know about five, six wins. I mean, you you could be right, Rachel. You definitely could be right. But I'll tell you this, man. You're, you're going to have chances to win games like never before. And there were a lot of close games last year, too. You're going to have that opportunity. So I'll put it to you, Broncos country. I'll put it to you, listen out there, you guys right here, in close games. In close games, you guys believe in Russ and Sean Payton because that's what I think it's going to come down to. And a little bit of do you believe in VJ as the defensive coordinator? So three people do you believe in. Do you believe in close games in Russ, Sean Payton, and VJ? I believe in VJ. You believe in VJ. All right, VJ. I believe check. in Sean Payton. <laughs> However, we know okay. Russ goes off script sometimes, so I'm a little iffy on Russell Wilson. That means you're going to lose a couple games. I mean, you might lose more than a couple mm-hmm. if you don't believe in Russ. And they don't. I think some games will come down to kicking, and unfortunately, I don't think we're going to have a very good kicker. That is a that is the mm. yip wild card of all <laughs> wild cards. It's a great point. Like it takes that, a little air out of your system. Just, man, oh, I know oh. that that actually hurts a little because that would insinuate you did everything right for Russ. You did everything right by Sean Payton. You, you we already know these are going to be close games. And then you're just saying the, the dopey kicker just misses like a 43 yarder. Yeah. They, oh that, my God. You're, gonna put, you're, you're, you're like breaking you my heart. And you cannot tell me that you don't think at least two, maybe three games come down to that. 85% no, no, of I'm, NFL I'm games telling, are determined by one score. I'm telling you, like 14 games may come down to something like <laughs> that. Yeah, That's no. I, 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 there were 13 last year, DMAC. They were four and nine in one uh, score games last year. How many were they in, in games decided by three or less points? Oh, gosh, I'd have to go back through that. Yeah, yeah, but four and nine in one score. Let me go through you. KJ, do you believe in Russ? Yes. Do you believe in VJ? Maybe. Maybe? (laughs) Do you believe in Sean Payton? No. Whoa. (laughs) Whoa. Why? Not a Sean Payton fan, man. Hmm. Where's he lost you? I'm more of a person who would rather keep the head down and... Cut the chatter, mm-hmm. and he chatters a little too much for me. At some point, he's going. I'm telling you, at some point, he's going to catch up with him. At some point this season, all this yapping he's been doing in the offseason. It's going to be the gonna, loss against the Jets, it, uh, right? It, it, it literally could be that, Rachel. Oh, and I'm telling you, it's going to catch up with him, and everyone's going to see what I'm talking about. Where this guy's just constantly talking and talking and talking. He's like, dude, you got to stop, man. This team has not earned the right to talk. I know you think you're great. But the truth of the matter is, you're really average. You know what it is. Okay, you, know, you know what it is. Okay. It reminds me so much of what's going on in Boulder right now from the outside perception. Because you have so much new up there. All this new coaching staff. You have Prime and every, with all these high expectations. But they don't know what it's been like around CU. And mm-hmm. every time I walk up there, I see that. Like Michael Irvin was on campus. Terrell Owens was on campus. Mm-hmm. You have all these legends on campus. And, you know, there's such lofty expectations. And sometimes it feels like a little fraudulent. You know, if you've been there. 
But how could they know what they it's going to feel like? You don't. They've never known. They've never known it. So to your point, I think that's an astute way to put it. That that how why is he stepping in mud? Because he couldn't see it was raining in the first place. Because look, mm-hmm. you wouldn't know. You just assume. Look, I'm prime. I'm you know Sean Payton. I'd come in here and we can turn things around. And I don't think anybody's questioning whether he could do that given a larger. You know, oh, time frame that's, allotment. No, no, no. I'm talking about Sean Payton here. Oh, okay. Nobody's. Okay. It's, they're the same exact situations. But the difference is, is you've got expectation in one spot and expectation in another. For the Buffs with Shadur, you got two years. For the Broncos, for us, you really got. Do what, you two have years? two years with Shadur? Yeah. Let's. I mean, you we're sure not, about that? We're not doing this. We're again. not going. To we're not doing this again. Right. We're not doing this again. Do you believe you in, absolutely. Do you do. believe in Russ? More than I did last year. Do you believe in VJ? Jury's out. Do you believe in Sean Payton? Uh, the track record is there, and I do, because I've seen the flashes of, of a competent NFL offense that's going to be able to do some things, but you need your dudes. Like, you can only do well, so much coaching. I you hope, need your dudes. I hope everybody is ready for me to be Captain Sunshine, Puppy Dogs, Rainbows, and Lollipops. Do you believe in the kicker that's not on the team that they have right now? Had a girl. Oh, my God. There you go. Had a girl. In a different direction. <laughs> a girl. Do I believe in Russ? Yeah, enough. Yeah. I do. More than last year. Because I don't think I'm not wanting or needing we nobody needs him to do what he was trying to do last year this year and i've seen enough during training camp to realize this is an offense that's going to score 20 or so points a game they are and wonderful and it's not incredible it's probably not worth you know the contract but it's enough to get that done so do i believe in him in the function this year actually the answer is yes i do and I'm glad that he's able to scramble around and pick up first downs. I hope he doesn't get hurt. Do I believe in VJ? Yeah, damn right I believe in VJ. I've been, Got a boy stick up I've been super impressed by VJ this year. He's uh, uh, admitted frailties and, and uh, humbleness and um, accountability. And I've been really impressed by VJ. I'm a, I find myself um, more and more as days go by a VJ fan. Do I believe in Sean Payne? I do believe in Sean Payne. I do. I think he's the right guy for the right job. I don't believe in George Payton. That's the Payton that's, you know, the problem. But what are you going to do with that now? I mean, that's just kind of too late. The team's been built, or we'll see what they manage here now that they got that going on. So I believe in the three core things that I think mean the most. You're asking me about the kicker. I do think we're going to lose a game because he misses a kick. I do, Rachel. I do, and that sucks. They already lost the game because he missed the kick. That was week one of the preseason. It just didn't count. Well, I I believe that there, unfortunately, unfortunately, there probably going to be, be one that counts. I, but you just watch the guy, and he booms in these big field goals time after time in practice. It's just like, I don't know. How can you possibly predict he's going to gag it away in a game when all he does is do his job the right way? So I got a lot of close games, guys. I've got some really competitive games. But losing Jerry Judy, and I am not trying to be Debbie Downey here. I know we're being accused on the text line of of just you know really raining on everybody's parade. I'm not trying to do it. But I think what are, we're trying to set expectations. Well, what are we supposed? Look at Sean. I mean, what are we supposed to do on a day that Jerry Judy goes down? Yeah. Tim Patrick's already gone. KJ Hamler, I don't know if he's even going to make the team, but he's out. Jalen Virgil, he's gone. Okay, I'll try to stay optimistic. I will. I'll do my best because who the heck wants to go into a season hoping or predicting the worst? And I do think they beat the stupid Raiders and they get over on the Commanders two games at home. I think that's a good thing. And then the season really gets going. And then we'll see. And hopefully Jerry Judy can just simply be back by that time. But, guys, I cannot believe out of the four of us 
what has happened that I am the most optimistic about the Denver Broncos? So, as as well, my you're thinking, there's a lot more than what? What did you say? Five to seven wins? You think there's a lot more in there? Uh, I don't yeah. know how much more optimistic you really are than we are. I think there might be seven and a half. Oh, this, this is the drive on the fin. It's the drive on Denver's Sports Station, 1043 The Fan. First things first, I'm gonna say all the words inside my head. I'm fired up and tired of the way the things are. Rooftop, come here for a second. Ooh, Quick quiz. Red Rachel's just experiencing that new door. You're welcome. I know. The door opens and works now. I did I did not do that. That was me, I'm sorry. I did not. <laughs> I did not anticipate. Normally, you got to put a little more force on yeah. the door. Not yeah, anymore. Yeah, not anymore. Well, not, yeah. Not after Matt, I took care of it. Matt uh, mail, manned it up. And, uh, but but we, we, it's a week, it'll be creaky and, and sticky again. Sure. Yeah, you, these well, things are You get me a rag. You got a bike rag? You know, like, what, what about a little washcloth from your I bike do, rag? I do. I do have something well, like let's, that. Well, let's ruin it, then. You want to oh. never be able to use how about, it again? How about one of your socks, D-Mac? There you go. Here. Would you like one of those? Yeah. I, I got extra socks, too. Yeah. Do you believe in Russell Wilson? I do. Okay. I do believe in Russell Wilson. Do you Wilson. believe in VJ? Honestly, I do. That's a change for me. I, I have been impressed and, and, and optimistic about VJ's second stint thus far. Do you believe in Sean Payton? Hell yeah. Okay. That's threes across the board. He's a, you, you just pissed him off. You know why? That's he believes in none of them. No, no, no. Because he's the only one that believed in all of them across the no. board, and he was the ray of sunshine, and now here you are. You know, stealing his thunder. Oh yeah, so you, you can't be you can't be Captain Positivity on an island now. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I'm, I'm welcome to everybody on board. I'm like James Merrillad. Everybody can come <laughs> on board. I still think it means it's going to come down to a lot of close games. A lot sure. of close. Oh, games. I, would, I would I would venture to say the, uh, the a good chunk of NFL games come down to a single possession. Ain't no right? doubt about I it. I got you. It would have been a lot of close games before Judy got hurt too. Okay. All right. Thank you, Richie. You're Appreciate welcome. it. By the way, Richie wore thermal today. I wore uh, uh, flannel. 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 A thermal. I wore, I wore a I was like, what is he talking yeah. about? Thermal underwear. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, maybe a psychopath. Yeah. It's 90 yeah, degrees that's outside. Fit nylon. Sorry. Um, yes, he's got I long johns on in the studio. Richie, are you okay? Well, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. listen, I, I, I've been, you know, I was trying to, I was just changing it up a little bit. I was he's going for like, that mountain, I man. Doing, you... I was doing t-shirt and blazer for a while, and then I was like, I don't want to rack up a dry cleaning bill by wearing jackets every day. So that felt like a compromise. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was unseasonably uh, warm. You know, or it was it was too warm for this weather. My dress. Yes, yeah, for sure. A big old flannel like that. But you notice he's got the beard coming in it's, a little thicker a, too. He's going for the mountain man look. I find myself doing the like, you know, making sure there's no strays or scraggles. That's right. Right, right. He's going for the mountain man, Yellowstone. He's just celebrating, getting in the mood because Yellowstone comes back in November. I'm not building that airport on my freaking ranch. No, <laughs> sure that ranch. All right, thank you, Richie. Appreciate welcome. it. Yeah, I think it really. Well, we going with Yellowstone music. Broncos are about to be taken to the train train station. station. (laughs) Jerry Judy got taken to the train station today. Wow. We'll give you the full update with uh, Jerry Judy. Well, the season is off to the train station. That's what it feels like. Uh, Yeah, I think the question is simple for you. 303-713-1043. Do you believe in Russ? Do you believe in VJ? Do you believe in Sean Payton? Mm -hmm. It's pretty simple at this point. And if if you believe in all three, that I do then I think there's going to be a, a certain amount of success. Now, will Maher give a game away? Okay. Probably. You know, that's a minus. Maher gives a game away. Will you lose one of your first three games of the season because you don't have Jerry Judy? 
because you don't have Jerry because Judy? Because you don't have Jerry Judy, will you lose one of – because of that, will you lose one of the first three games of the season? I think it's hard to say because of the loss of Jerry Judy, you lose a game. But I definitely but, think it calls them into question, yes. How many games did you think, guys, KJ, Matt, how many games do you think you were going to lose because you lost Tim Patrick? I just think it lowered your ceiling. I don't know that I necessarily thought you were going to lose games. One, one game? No? Not necessarily. No. Not necessarily. All no. Right. I think it would have helped them. I think you're losing one game because of that. Okay, fine. I thought you lost a couple games last year because of it. Mm-hmm. So the bigger question is, with the loss of Jerry Judy, if it's just as being reported right now by Mike Kliss, Ian Rappaport, Tom Palacero, being reported that... You are going to lose Judy for a mild hamstring injury, not major, mild for a few weeks. Well, let's just say it's the first three games. Well, now what? But he's also a receiver, and I. Someone on the text say, line say it's not a big deal. Well, hold on, no, so, no big deal. So, so let me get there. So uh, someone on the text line brought up, you guys are ridiculous for comparing Russell's hamstring, partial hamstring tear last year to Judy. His position is completely different, and that person's actually completely right because that position, by nature of what it is at receiver, you are running at full speed and you're at full extension way more than you are at quarterback. So I, I think there is a bigger chance of setback, unfortunately, by nature of what he does than there might have been for Russell, where they could have gamed it for him, kept in the pocket, at least the best they possibly could, right? But look, I don't know that it necessarily swings the pendulum one way or the other, but are you telling me that you feel as comfortable coming out and saying, yeah, the Broncos got the Raiders in week one if their top two receivers are Cortland Sutton and Brandon Johnson? All right, let's dig into it. Football four, we'll go over the week that was. What an interesting set of twists and turns. This is the drive on the fan.